and we all have the opportunity of living it to the fullest. Unfortunately, so few of us know how to manage it all. How do we account for our opportunities? How do we account for our time? How do we account for our relationships, health, spirituality, homes, finances, influence, and careers? How do we account for the one life we have to live? I am so glad you asked. In this program, you will find answers to all of these questions and more. Welcome to the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. What's happening, everybody? I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Account for Your Life podcast. What an awesome and incredible opportunity um, that we have to, to experience life. And so today, what are we talking about? What could happen if worry got removed from our lives? What could happen if worry got removed from our lives? I'm going to go into a passage of scripture that I've I've probably read hundreds or potentially I know I've thought about this scripture thousands upon thousands of times over the past several years. And this passage of scripture continues to help to feel, to, to, you know, to, to, to lead, to, to do, and to focus on what's important. And, you know, it all comes down to a, a system, you know, everything comes down to a system. What kind of system are we talking about? We're talking about a thinking system. We're talking about a speaking system. Um, we're talking about a doing system. It all comes down to a system. Worry is is it's almost in the context of who God made us to be. Worry does not exist. If we were to go all the way back to the beginning, where where if if we could have been a fly on the wall back then when Adam and Eve was in the garden before they rebelled. There would have been no such thing as someone worrying about something because God had provided everything. It's just like, you know, when you had you have your son, your daughter, your baby. You know, we've got our son, Jacob, who's graduating from high school a year early. Thank Wow. What an awesome, incredible time it is. He's graduating a year early. And he comes into this experience called life. And what do we want to do? Provide everything not i mean he's not he's not coming into the world thinking he has to worry about anything so why would we why would we give him worry why would we make him feel like he should worry but that's an experience that we have now because you know the the challenges of life comes in and you know the things that the things that we hope we could get we can't get in the things that we desire that we you know desire that we want they seem not to come to pass. What could happen if worry got removed from our lives? And so babies come in never worrying. We didn't have a worry bone in our body, but yet worry is here. So what did Jesus have to say about worry? And, you know, it's, it's found in one of the books in Matthew uh, chapter 6. I've read this. I'm just going to read. I'm going to read the whole passage. I think the whole passage is is perfect for dealing with what we what we know is worry. Let's jump over into Matthew chapter six. We're going to start over there 
at verse number 24. Uh, look at that true wisdom. Verse 24, no one can serve two masters is what it says. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Therefore, you cannot serve God in mammon. We're not going to get into that. We're just going to keep going. 25, therefore, I say to you, take no thought of your life, what you should eat, what you should drink, nor yet to for your body, what you should put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take you thought for raiment? That's food. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They, they, they don't toil, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, is if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is Today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven. Shall he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Therefore, take no thought saying, what shall I eat or we eat? What shall we drink or what shall we be clothed with? For after these things, the Gentiles do seek. For your heavenly father knoweth that you have need of all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, it says, take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about the things of itself sufficient until the day is evil thereof. This passage it was long. You didn't actually see the word worry, but it was there. It was it was there in the last verse. It was there all throughout from verse 25 through 33. Worry is all in there because people worry, just like I'm sure you've worried about, man, how am I going to feed my family? Man, man, what about the clothes for the kids? And man, what? Oh my goodness. Like we, you know, we need so many things. Like, like the worry. Worry. You can almost you can replace that word with anxiety. People you people are anxiety ridden today. What can happen if worry got removed from our lives? You know, as I was driving this morning, going to the gym, it's interesting. I, I was doing an exercise, uh, been in search of something inside me for a few days. And I decided while I was driving to address it fully. And I was searching out for weeds. No, not weeds sitting in the ground or weeds that grow out of the ground. I was searching for weeds in my, in my spirit and in my life. And I questioned, where is it? Where is the weed that's stopping or blocking a particular thing from happening or why it's causing me not to do what I need to do? Like, because we all have challenges, right? And one of my challenges have been, you know, with growing my business and doing some of the other things. There's many things to do. There's many things to make decisions about. And I needed to find the weed. 
And I did this exercise searching out the weed as I was driving. You know, when you focus, when you put your full concentration on something, what do you think is going to happen? I know what happens. You can't help but get answers. You can't help. See, that's what, that's if you go in looking for the answers. You, we can't go in looking for looking looking for the problem. I'm not just looking for the problem. I'm just looking for the answer. Where's the weed? How can we root it out so that we can get to where God's calling us? See, because here's the thing. <laughs> Spoiler alert: God's not going to do it for us. If there's weeds in our life, God's not coming to root them out. Now, God will help us root them out based on the actions that we do, based on the questions that we ask, based on the focus that we put on solving the problem and rooting out these situations. God will. He will absolutely help us root them out. He will not root them out if we are not asking and seeking and diligently working with him on his behalf for us. God ain't going to do it. So as God led me this morning to the weed inside of my life, you know, it's one of these, it's one of these things where you always know where the weed is. You see the weed every day. It's like, you know, I could go like, luckily, you know, we don't have as many weeds as we did some years ago in our front lawn, but we still have some growing. You know, they continue to come back, you know, where our mulch is and we got to keep, you know, treating it. But usually with weeds, they always show up. They're always going to show themselves. See, a weed can't, a weed can't hide. A weed won't hide. A weed, a weed will continue to manifest itself. It will continue to manifest itself because it can't help it. The weed is asking to be rooted up. Or it's like, well, if you don't root me up, man, I'm just going to bring more. So what could happen if worry got removed? First thing that could happen is when you seek diligently who God is, things will get clear. You will, you will, you will almost immediately start to see things that you couldn't see before. Maybe even prayers that you prayed for, things will start to happen, and you will say, "Oh wow, I wow, look at that!" Literally, as I, as I, as I looked for the weed, something, one of my des a desire that I had this week came out. Not, not because literally the the spirit brought something physically out, showed it to me, and it as almost as if a reward. Oh, there's a there's a scripture, there's a scripture that I'm gonna take us to that I went through yesterday, um, because this is important. There is a reward. There's always a reward, right? And the reward. Let's see, it's in verse number six. It says in Hebrews 11, chapters, Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarded of them that diligently seek him. Well, oh my goodness, when you diligently seek God, Believing, knowing who God is in your life, knowing that God actually exists. You've never seen God. 
So how do you know? How do you know God exists if you've never seen him? Remember, we tend to we tend a lot of people tend to say things like, well, seeing is believing. Right. Seeing is not believing. You got to believe before you see it. And so think God is saying you can't you can't know who I am without actually having this kind of faith where you've never seen me. And because you've never seen me, you you're saying to yourself, well, wow. So I'm just going to seek. I'm going to seek the person. I'm going to seek the being that I've never seen. I may never see. You never know. Like, are you when are you going to see God? I don't know. So I'll take that as never for right now. <laughs> never seen. So it says it is impossible to please him, God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. When we seek God in absolute knowingness of who he is, he rewards us. He rewards us by giving us the desires of our heart. So what can happen if worry got removed from our lives? We see God and he rewards us. That's the promise that God's given us today. When we diligently seek him, he will reward us. How will he reward us? I don't know. Whatever your desires are, if they're lining up with who he is, then he's going to give it to you. Now, if they don't line up with who he is, I'm not saying you can't have things that don't align with God because all that means is you just got to work hard for those. But if we want to tap into the Proverbs 10:22 blessing, the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it, then we want to seek God diligently. That will remove if there be no worry seeking God. There's, there's no possible way I can seek God and worry at the same time. And the reward is that he's going to reward us for diligently seeking him. So that's what would happen if we remove worry from our lives. And I'm thankful for today and I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful for what God is doing in your life. And God is going to reward you in this season. It's a new season. It's a new day, a season of power and prosperity. It's a new season and it's coming directly for you. God bless you. And I'll see you on the next episode. Peace. Thanks for joining us, listening friends. We are so glad you invested this time with us. Always remember, you only have one life to live. So live it to the fullest. This has been the Account for Your Life podcast with your host, the healthy accountant himself, Jay Moore. Until next time, make it a great day.